After obsessively willing her period to start, Bella spent 12 hours in agony, wishing it would go away. It arrived on the exact day the doctors said it would. She wasn't sure whether to feel encouraged or frightened by how expertly they could override her body with their potions. Her baseline scan was booked in for the next morning. The sun was out and Alex suggested the park route, just to check in on the animals. The camels were regurgitating away. The tiger was nowhere to be seen. The gibbons were showing off through the fence, vying for the attention of the joggers and dog walkers. London Zoo was still open, but there were very few people about. Very little audience for the monkey's performance. No doubt they picked up on the tension. Just like children, not quite understanding what was going on, but sure as hell sensing that something was off. Before entering the hospital, Bella and Alex put on face masks for the first time. They both felt a little self-conscious. It didn't help that they were heavy-duty builder's masks, the only type they could find. They definitely got a few looks as they made their way through the corridors. Even the staff weren't wearing masks yet. Bella decided not to care as she kicked open doors with her feet and squeezed her precious little bottle of hand sanitizer left over from some long-ago music festival. The waiting room was completely chaotic. No windows, no air, cramped like a tin of sardines. If anyone there had coronavirus, everyone there would soon have coronavirus. Finally, the doctor called Bella's name, apologised for the long wait. Our systems were down this morning. There was a trainee doctor in the room with her. Handsome is an understatement. He looked as though he'd been cast in Grey's Anatomy and was at the hospital doing character research. Bella hadn't had a vaginal scan performed by a man before. The possibility of a male doctor hadn't even occurred to her. This gel may be a little cold. She was ashamed to note that her first reaction was relief. Relief that she'd shaved her legs that morning. Let me know if it hurts. Her second, equally ridiculous reaction was to hope he knew what he was doing. Not because he was a trainee, but because he wasn't a woman. I'll be quick, I promise. Weren't all IVF doctors women? Women who'd struggled with infertility and knew exactly what she was going through. And I'm done. Everything looks perfect, he assured her, white teeth a-glowing. She forgot to ask him about the imminent threats of coronavirus. After another long stint in the stuffy waiting room, a nurse called her in. And your partner too. It's hard to say whether this nurse was a bad teacher or Bella and Alex were terrible students. They seemed to have been promoted from BA Biology to MA Chemistry. The injection instructions she whizzed through were the craziest thing they'd ever heard. How anyone had ever got through IVF before YouTube tutorials is still a mystery to them. It was a Friday. They were to start injecting the following night. That's Saturday, the nurse clarified. Your next scan will be in four days. That's Tuesday. She handed them a big pouch stuffed with needles and syringes and some yellow Ziploc bags labelled urgent. Don't forget to do your bloods before your scan. It took Bella a moment to understand that she was expected to transport her vials of blood in the yellow Ziploc bags from phlebotomy in a neighbouring building to her appointment, literally walk down the street and round the corner with her blood in her hand. And what about coronavirus? She managed to blurt out as the nurse pushed them out the door. It's business as usual here, was the reply. It seems they were as naive as each other. 
Bella and Alex locked themselves in the bathroom on Saturday night and set up their mini-laboratory. One of the injections was simple enough, pre-assembled and vaguely logical. The other, on the other hand, needed reconstituting. Surely this has never been constituted before. The instructions were as follows. Attach a big mixing needle to a syringe. Break the top of a glass ampule using a plastic snapper. Suck up the saline liquid with the needle. You try, I can't get it all out. Pierce the rubber cap on a mini vial of powder. All the powder just disappeared. Was it meant to disappear? Draw the solution into the syringe and repeat with two more vials of powder. I read this powder was obtained from the urine of postmenopausal women. Switch the big, scary needle for a thin, only slightly less scary needle. Tap the top of the syringe to get rid of any air bubbles. Is this an air bubble? What if I kill you with an air bubble? The actual jab was a cinch compared to the making of. Bella pinched some flesh on her stomach and closed her eyes. Five, four, three, two, one. It was probably harder for Alex than it was for her. The whole palaver suddenly reminded her of an old Eddie Izzard sketch. Have you seen that one where Mother Nature is deciding how the species will procreate? She pressed an alcohol wipe to the little drop of blood on her skin. Dogs, you do it, doggy fashion. Cats, you do it, doggy fashion too. I'm paraphrasing here. Giraffes, you do it whichever way you can. And salmon? Salmon, you need to swim upstream until you reach a waterfall. Then you lay your eggs and drop down dead. Why? You piss me off. You're too expensive in restaurants. She stood up, laughing, zipped up her jeans. With a salmon, Alex, with a fucking salmon. To think most people just need to have sex. We have no way of knowing how Bella would have felt without the backdrop of a raging pandemic. As it was, instead of getting increasingly excited, she experienced a growing disconnect between the process and the purpose, as though they were reluctantly participating in a science experiment, going through the motions, no emotions involved. The concept of having a baby, of making a baby, of wanting a baby, could not have felt more abstract. She was accumulatively conflicted with every day that passed. It was as though Alex was injecting her with high doses of doubt, as though all the normal side effects she was experiencing, the rashes, the itching, the bruising, was her body kicking back, telling her that this was the wrong thing to be doing, or at least the wrong time to be doing it. The news was so upsetting. The world felt so unstable. The timing was so insane. If this plague was God's last-ditch attempt to convince her not to have children, he was doing an excellent job. <laughs>